Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Young Pyromancers podcast. I am your host, Ezra, and with me are my friends, Charlie and Ethan. Hello. Hello. And uh, today, our episode is the beginning of our M21 set reviews. This is our first of two parts where we are going to be going over the white, blue, and black cards from the new set M21, and I'm quite excited for this set. This is mo- like very possibly the most powerful and interesting corset that has ever been released. Oh yeah, there's um, a ton of awesome new cards in the set, but also a lot, a lot of really, really good reprints. You know, they're not fetch lands, but it's the next best thing. Reprint fetch lands, you cowards! All right, well, um, yeah. what we like to do with all of our guests before we get in is we just do like our short little interview type thing. But uh, Ethan, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to the listeners and tell uh, us a little about about like your decks and your experience playing Commander and Magic in general. Um, hello, I am Ethan. I've been playing Magic for a year and a half, maybe. I, I think just it's been longer had, than that. Because you've been yeah, playing longer than sixth grade, I think. Yeah, um, I think it's been like three years at least. I just got into playing Commander. I have a Populate deck and a Calamax deck, and I am working on building a Yarok deck with Ezra. Yeah, so that would be uh, fun. And who would you say is your favorite Commander at the moment? Um, seeing me as though I am building Yarok, I'm very, I'm looking very forward to using him. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, he's a good Saltai Commander. You know, unfortunately, he's not not the best, but you know he's somewhere he's somewhere near the top. Yeah, well, Droth has kind of taken that. Charlie's a I mean, the player. That's a given. It's so. <laughs> a given with Charlie. All right. Well, um, yeah. Without further ado, let's dive into our M twenty one set review. Our first card collector set number one: the Spirit Dragon himself, brother of Mister Nickel Bullis. Uh, Ugin is back. So Charlie. Go ahead with Ugin. Uh, yeah, uh, this is none other than Ugin, or Eugene, as some would say, Eugene. the Spirit Dragon. Uh, he is eight colorless mana for a legendary planeswalker. Ugin starts with seven loyalty. You can plus two Ugin, and Ugin, the Spirit Dragon, deals three damage to any target, so you get a lightning bolt. You can minus X to exile each permanent with CMC X or less, that's one or more colors. And you can minus 10 Ugin to gain 7 life, draw 7 cards, then put up to 7 permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Wow, this is like a crazy reprint. Um, I don't think anyone's definitely. coming. Yeah, so Ugin was first printed in Fate Reforged, and he has since become one of the strongest Planeswalkers in the game if not the strongest, and has played in, you know, many, many decks, uh, like Tron in Modern, and he was very expensive, to say the least. Uh, what, you don't call $70 expensive? <laughs> I, I, I guess you would. But uh, yeah, this is a really great reprint. It's still, Ugin is still not quite in budget range, but we're getting closer, we're down to $27, so... You know, 10 more reprints and we'll be there. (laughs) Yeah, we want that below $10. Uh, Not quite there right now. 
but Ugin still, dominated still standard great. last time it was in there, so hopefully I don't get wrecked by Ugin and Arena. I'm looking, right. uh, I'm looking forward to the extended art. It looks very, very nice with the wing coming out of the side. Oh, that promo. Uh, yeah, and yeah. then I really like how they're putting those in boosters. So, like, you have a chance to open that extended out Ugin, and just, <laughs> that would just be wild, just it opening that. I would just, like, fall off, the, oh, yeah. fall off <laughs> my chair on the floor. <laughs> All right. Um, um, yeah, it's nice to see Ugin uh, again in a set uh, because it's a very expensive and powerful Planeswalker, and you know it's always nice to see an expensive card being reprinted and allowing it to be more, at least more possible to be bought by more casual players. Just lightning bolting something every turn, and in colorless, Ugin gets played in every like in theory could be played in every single commander deck. So very. Yeah, very very powerful, very good reprint. Um, uh, Ethan, can you read our next card? The next card is Bane Slayer Angel. I have been somewhat looking forward to this. Three colorless, two white. Flying first strike, lifelink, protection from demons and from dragons. Five, five. This card is very interesting. It, I, I'm thinking... If it ever does reach modern, it'd be a pretty good sideboard against some very specific decks. I mean, wait, was it in modern before? I think it <laughs> really was. So it wasn't my modern. demon tribal deck. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, I, I think you meant Pioneer, right? Yeah. Pioneer, yeah, Pioneer, because it, it just got printed into Pioneer. It wasn't in Pioneer before, but because yeah. that's a uh, thing. Yeah, Finsler Angel is. Not you know it's not the most powerful uh, card in terms of doing strong having strong abilities or being a a build around, uh, but Vinslayer Angel is you know undoubtedly a super above rate really cool card that was getting a little pricey at around seven dollars and it's nice to have a reprint and have it be back in standard and cheaper for people playing Angel Tribal and Commander or some other variation. Yeah. I think it was a little bit more than that. It's just those prices have gone down after the announcement of the reprint. So I think it was hovering around $10. But just for yeah. Angel Tribal, like Lyra Dawnbringer and the such, uh, Kalia, great thing to cheat in with Kalia. And oh, yeah. just hovering around $3 that's in budget range and a very good code for 60 card casual, don't get me wrong. Alright, our next code is Bosri Ket. This is the new planeswalk the new white planeswalker because Wizards killed off Gideon because reasons unknown. I cry every time. They had to kill off the manly man. I mean, alright, but the his replacement is Bosri Ket Sand Warrior of Oketra. I just love the flavor around this dude, but Bosri Ket is one white white in his inaugural form. Bosri is a legendary planeswalker. Bosri. Plus one. Put a 1 1 counter on up to one target creature. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, the second ability is minus two loyalty. Whenever one or more non token creatures attack this turn, create that many 1 1 white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. And the last ability, Bosri's ultimate, is negative six 
or mm-hmm. minus six, you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn. Create a one-one white soldier creature token. Then put a one-one counter on each creature you control. So I think when we're going over these planeswalkers, it's better to just look at their their plus one and their oh the the plus ability and the minus ability most commonly. Because this ultimate probably will never happen in Commander, but uh, I got Bosri ulted in Arena today, so it definitely can happen. So, it's uh, pretty powerful. Uh, yeah, Bosri is a three-minute Planeswalker, so, you know, a few uh, unhappy flashbacks there. Um, <coughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but Bosri seems like a very interesting Planeswalker, and what I'm most excited by is that minus two, whenever one or more non-token creatures attack this turn, create that many 1-1 one, one white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. For three mana, this seems like pretty solid token generation in some decks. And, you know, for three mana, I don't know how, how you can go wrong there. Yeah, and I don't think this card is going to see that much constructed play. It's certainly Pioneer and Modern Unplayable. Might see a little bit of standard play in White Weenies, but I think this card is Commander and Commander Forever, so at its current yeah, $5... Stand- maybe something uh, historic, but price. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't historic. know. But historic's not even paper, so it's not going to change the price. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Bosri's very cool. I think... I mean, the, if you get the ultimate, it's just gravy, but plus wanting to 1-1 one, one counter and give something indestructible, that's pretty good. And I like yeah. the white 1-1 one, one counters synergy. I can think of a Johnny cards that uh, do similar things and are played in uh, Commander occasionally. Yep. Uh, I just hope this dude like, is not like taking a Johnny's place. Because I do like Ajani. Yeah. Ajani is, you know, best cat. Um, yeah. Um, any other things about uh, Bosri, our new Planeswalker? Our new Planeswalker. Yeah, Bosri's pretty cool. Alright, Charlie, why don't you read our next card? Yeah, so this is a card we've talked about pretty considerably in the last few episodes. Uh, it's Mangara, or Mangara, the Diplomat. Uh, I'm sure you've heard this a few times by now, but uh, he's three and a white for a 2-4 legendary creature, human cleric, with lifelink. And whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or a planeswalker control, draw a card. And whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. Uh, Yeah, so we have talked about this quite a bit, so you can go to previous episodes like our commander review last episode, uh, to hear our a little bit more discussion about Mangara, but we've kind of established this is, you know, white card draw and powerful white card draw that is a repeatable engine. Uh, so you know, white doesn't have a lot of this and hasn't had a lot of this in the past, so it's very nice to see this uh, now. Yeah, as. Uh... White being my second favorite color and threatening to take over, uh, except for the fact that it didn't have card draw. And if they print more of this stuff, then white's just going to be my favorite color. <laughs> but uh, Mangar, very, very cool. Cool commander, cool in the 99. 
$7.08, but that's how much Smothering Tithe was, and so once this drop below, like, if this goes any lower, then I think bite on it, just, like, buy a bunch, because it's gonna go to $15, like, Smothering Tithe. It's the same mana cost, and, it, it, like, Smothering Tithe was, like, pivotal for white mana ramp. It was, like, the first time white got actually good mana ramp. And yeah, this is finally, the first time. Morrow is, is changing his opinion on white card draw. Uh, and I think rightfully so. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. card draw is not a, something that a color can just not have. Card draw should not be an exclusive uh, color identity trait. Right. So it's not like blue, yeah. black, and... Like, I mean, they, they did the same thing with red a couple of years ago. They gave it impulsive drawback in M15. And then active impulse was, like, bad... But now with stuff like light up the stage and um, experimental frenzy and well, what's the other one who? What's the experimental frenzy is a card? Yeah, yeah I a, oh, Chandra Torture Divine. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Okay, uh, plenty of those. Yeah, Ethan, you've got our next card, which is purely in there for nice, uh, cute and cool factor. So. Okay, as a lot of people probably know it, nine lives, one colorless, and two white, enchantment, hexproof. If a source would deal damage to you, prevent that damage and put an incarnation counter on nine lives. If there are nine or more incarnation counters on nine lives, exile it. When nine lives leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. I've already seen a few things that I think go like, almost immortal, or at least I think so. Right, yeah. you just can't lose. Um, I, yeah, I can, think of, I can think of what cards you're talking about. Um, Solemnity, Solemnity is one of those. Yep, so uh, Solemnity is a card that prevents counters from being put on permanents, and there was a pre-existing combo of Solemnity and Phyrexian Unlife, which uh, Phyrexian Unlife said you couldn't lose as long as you had zero or less life damage was dealt to you in in infect counters infect. but you couldn't have counters because of solemnity so you essentially yeah. couldn't lose the game the point um, is solemnity is a very cool card and breaks a couple of cards yeah, but it's never been powerful but i think just the sheer fact that there was nine cats on the art is just going to make it popular yeah this is super cool i mean i think the combo with solemnity is enough to put it in uh, decks like Xur. Uh, yeah. Xur like can tutor uh, this enchantment out from the library, as well as Solemnity, of course. Uh, yeah, so I think this is pretty interesting. It could see play in a few decks, but, you know, it's nine cats. Well, you know, what are you going to do? Also, very good with, um... Oh, what's it called? The, um... Zedru the Great-Hearted... So, presence. And oh, yeah. You can, Ethan can uh, attest how it feels when you get bad presence from Zedru. <laughs> Alright, yeah, uh, I mean... Slightly I mean, susceptible a, to enchantment board wipes, but... Yeah, off to your command. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you play this and then someone off to your commands, you just lose. But, I mean, at least you had fun along the way. And then... Paul Scott Canavan, or I think I think it was the artist, but someone, or I, I don't know if it was Photoshop or I, I didn't look very clearly at it, but I think it was the artist. 
gave a version of this art where you don't have the big cat, the cat in the middle, so you can edit your cat onto the nine lives card and make your own altar of nine lives, where you just have the the eight cats all around and then the one house cat. That's okay. cool. Yeah, a very cool card. Our next card is Mr. Pack Leader. Pack Leader is one and a white for a creature dog. <laughs> two, two. Other dogs you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever Pack Leader attacks, prevent all combat damage that would affect this turn to dogs you control. Um, Just it, dog. Dog. Dog tribal. Dog. We've been yeah, waiting for this for so long. And the dogs. pet on MTG Arena is so cute. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the dog. The dog pet. There is a new a new pet on MTG Arena that is pretty fantastic. I can't get it. I don't have enough coins. It's a lot. <laughs> it's like 30,000 uh, yeah. coins. Basically, yeah, this is just, you know, a super cute dog that is actually a pretty strong card if you're looking to play Dog, Tribal, and Commander. Yeah. It's like um, Everdawn Champion. What's that one from uh, Ixalan? Prevent all damage. That would be dangerous. I think oh, it's Everdawn Champion. Three mana yeah. tutu. Yeah, the three mana tutu where you can't deal combat damage to it, but it's yeah, like, for, I, but it's for all of your dogs whenever it attacks. Yeah, so this that is very can be strong. Powerful when you're going in for a ton of damage. You know, it doesn't yeah, matter. Kind it's like, of, kind of like a Dolmen Gate in a little bit. Dolmen Gate is a two mana enchantment that prevents all combat damage that yeah. would be dealt to attacking creatures you control. That's a treasured find. How much is that code? Uh, it's it was six dollars, and it was reprinted in a mystery booster, and it's now one fifty. Oh great! Yeah, that's a treasured find. Go pick that up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dogs. That's enough to make it good. Yep. Uh, all right. Moving into our blue cards here. This is this is the exciting part. Um, you know, because I mean, who really cares about white and red? All you really need is Sultai. Uh, but, um, moving on here, uh, Discontinuity is one of the new mythics in M21. It's three blue, blue, blue for an instant, and it says, as long as it's your turn, the spell costs two blue, blue less to cast, so it only costs one blue if it's your turn, and it says, end the turn. Uh, to end the turn, you exile all spells and abilities on the stack, including this card. The player whose turn it is discards down to their maximum hand size. Damage wears off, and this turn and until end of turn effects end. Wow. Just being so, able to end the turn. I think this yeah, is very cool. Against, like, say against Storm players, isn't it, wouldn't that work? They'll just end the turn outright. Because then you just yes. immediately shut down their combo, they can't do anything else, and then, boom, they might be out of the game, because they used all their stuff. I just want this for Rune, because I can use it to trap people's commanders in Exile, <laughs> by ending the tone as the trigger for them coming back to the battlefield happens. No thank <laughs> you. It's just like, ah, you don't have a commander anymore, and that's why people don't play commander with me anymore. Alright. Yeah, discontinuity, very, very cool card. We've had cards like this before. Like Time Stop, and um, uh, the the Sundial of the Infinite, and 
Also, Days Undoing was like, kind of similar. Yeah, it's it's a wheel, too. So, yeah, Time Stop is six mana. Uh, but this is kind of new. It's pretty pretty cool. Uh, I, you know, just throwing it out there, it's a new card. It's end turn effects are... There are not many in Magic. So it's it's cool to see. I think it'd be really funny against Team Rec. They're just counting up all their mana. They're about to tap the last. Oh bit. yeah, because then because they're doing it on your end step, right? In response, I'm about to continue <laughs> that. Yep. No, you don't get that anymore. Yeah, just one in a blue and the toad. That's why I want to do it in Rune, especially because I play Karuga, but the converted mana cost is six. Okay. Uh, enough about my rune deck. Ethan, <laughs> you have our next card. Alright, Ghostly Pilferer, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One in a blue. Whenever it becomes untapped, you may pay two colorless if you do draw a card. Whenever an opponent casts a spell from anywhere other than their hand, draw a card. Discard a card, it can't be blocked this turn, 2-1. Creature. Just oh. as an unblockable thing. That sort could be of. interesting with an aura, with an aura attached to it. Yeah, just suiting it up, and because you can just discard a card and make it unblockable. Yeah, it's also triggers um, off of commanders. Yeah, I think that's that's the main appeal of this. But I think this is a pretty versatile card, really, in commander. For two mana, you get a creature that can potentially draw you cards, and it draws a card when your opponent's cast to make commander, and there's certain um, uh, commanders your opponents could have that just completely, you know, hoses them. I I mean, like, stuff like, uh, you know, Carador is the only creature, is the only commander I can think of that ca- casts stuff from the graveyard that should be good against. Um yeah, that's. I think this. That's the only well, commander. I don't that... know. It's just anywhere. So casting from exile. This hose is Gaunty. This hose is Noset. Well, this... Yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, I'm not. I'm not like you know leading to some other graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Was that just a detourant for me? <laughs> all right. I, this is going in all of my decks. This is why, going in all of my you, decks. Why would you play this card? I, I, don't, mean, I don't. I don't see, understand I don't how. How did I miss that? Okay. This is hoses. Your local Moldrotha player. I mean, just this is just like uh, Dran and the Magistrate from the last set. Yeah, yeah. this is just. It also with um Golos. Oh yeah, no, I guess it does get uh at Golos. It like when it gives them value, it also gives you some value. Yeah, I was gonna say it also hoses food chain prosh because you can't like sack prosh and then cast prosh and sack prosh because it, then. I guess you could do it to just kill, because it's not a May ability. Yeah, also very good against um, the First Liver and Yidris, both Cascade Commanders, which count as not yeah. casting from hand. That's true. Wait, Cascade is cast that spell? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Our next card is our first Code that's not an uncommon or a rare, which is nice because you can open this in more booster packs. It is miscast a it's one blue mana for an instant. Counter target instant or sorcery spell unless its controller pays three. Now, people play Flusterstorm, but 
this is just better than Flusterstorm, like, uh, in Commander, or, like, uh, sort of. 70, no, I mean, I was gonna say 75% of the time. Yeah. Like, unless those three spells on the, like, that have been cast this turn. I mean, I'm not saying it's strictly better, but I think most of the time, like, seven or eight out of ten times, Miscast is gonna be better than Flusterstorm. Yeah, um, I think that the main appeal of this card is in more competitive Commander games like CEDH mostly where there are big uh wars counterspell wars on the stack and cards like flusterstorm are very very good in that because they only cost one mana and soft countering spells in CEDH where players don't always have a ton of mana but they don't need a ton of mana to go off uh, are pretty powerful so i think miscast is sort of like flusterstorm I don't think it's quite as good in CDH, but it's right. a somewhat of a budget replacement uh, as Flusterstorm is a, is a couple bucks. So yeah, yeah, I think this is a pretty solid card. I'm going to check on Flusterstorm. Fluster, so Flusterstorm, is, it, it's the same thing, except it's only unless the opponent pays one and then has Storm, so when you cast a spell, copy it for... Yeah, uh, Flusterstorm is around five bucks. Yeah, five dollars. Meanwhile, miscast 40 cents... And I have a feeling this is going to be going in of our, some of our um, uh, spell slinger decks. Like I think I'm gonna if I open one of these. Like I'm not gonna go out of my way to buy one of these, but if I open it, it's going in my Shuyun deck because like that's something that I want to be doing already. It's just casting super cheap spells. So I mean that's pretty cool. Okay, uh, Charlie's got our last code before we jump into our New Horizon segment. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is See the Truth. It's one in a blue for sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. So it's just sorcery speed anticipation. Gotcha. Um, it also says, if this spell was cast from anywhere other than your hand, put each of those cards into your hand instead. So you draw three cards, basically. Uh, yeah, this card's... Pretty two, good. Two mana draw three pretty good, in some cases at least. I don't know, I play I Divinate. <laughs> Just people mana. like Ancestral Recall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is strictly worse than Ancestral Recall, so it's just unplayable. Yeah, I mean, I don't play any other card draw spells other than Ancestral Recall in my commander deck. You might as well just spend the... 5,000? Is it more than that? I don't even know. I think it's more than that. I'm gonna check on our boy, uh, limited edition beta, Ancestral Recall. Oh, they won't even give me prices for Alpha, Beta, Unlimited, because they don't exist in the market. But, Collector's Edition Too is much. $500. Too it's much. $500. But the, the Alpha ones are... They, they do have a price for uh, Euros, which is... 2,284 euros, which is probably something like, if I'm doing math correctly, $4,500. Somewhere like, in there. Honestly, if close. we're doing that, if we're doing that, 4500 divided by our $50 deck tax, you could build 90 of our decks, or you could buy an Ancestral Recall, your choice. <laughs> okay. In my opinion, um, just get Ancestral Recall. Just get Ancestral Recall. It's just See better. The yeah, very cool card. Very good with commanders like No Set and Light Master flipping stuff off the top. And if Muldrotha could cast stuff from the graveyard, or like sorceries from the graveyard, this be going in Muldrotha. 
Uh, I dismantled my Vadrock deck, so of course they print good Vadrock cards as soon as I dismantle it. Looks kind of good in Cass. Oh, yeah, oh, definitely. That would be very good in Cass. Very good in Cass. Anything that lets you, like, uh, good with, like, this is a bad example, but, like, Snapcaster Mage. Anything that lets good you flash back cards. Good with Aegis, yeah. Oh, uh, Cascade. Yeah. yeah. So... That brings us to halfway through our discussion here and into our new horizons. So yeah, new horizons is a new card in M21. Um, it costs three purple mana. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, New Horizons. In New Horizons, uh, there's not a ton of things happening right now, but um, a few small things are that uh, Corsa 2021 it has released on MTG Arena as of yesterday, uh, 6-26-2020. Yep, and... This should be out on the 19th, I think, because it... Yeah, mon Monday. It should be releasing on Monday. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, Corsa 21 has released on Arena and uh, MTG Online, of course. And uh, also... Uh, Ezra, would you like to say this announcement? Which one? Uh, one that may appeal to you and your magic playing... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Magic Arena has released on the Mac platform, so very happy about that. I started like two days ago, and now we can actually play hard. with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can all play Arena now. But I mean, they're still working out some kinks on the Mac platform. It's still kind of buggy, but it's pretty buggy. <laughs> it works. Yeah, it it works. I mean, I've glitched out a couple of times, but I mean, it, it works. It works. Um. I think that's it on our New Horizons dog was added yeah, to the types there. of uh, official creature types. Bosri was added to the Planeswalker types. Uh, I'm just trying to read the, the, the stuff that was put out for M21. There's some very minor changes to the Oracle text of codes. Oh, Mill was keyworded. And oh, Jumpstart was delayed to July seventeenth. So yeah, I was I was actually looking at Scryfall today. I was like, it's kind of it's kind of weird looking at these really really old cards, and then you look at the the Scryfall, the actual Oracle text, and you see that it says target player mills X cards, and target player puts X cards from the top of their library into their graveyard. It's a uh, it's pretty weird. But I mill, know. it's so sleek. Like, they, shouldn't they just do this with, like, other things, too? Like, other other community modes? Like, we've been calling it Mill since Millstone was released, and... Yeah, so I don't know what, when what Millstone other, was released. What other things can we think so, of? So, yeah, we can that, talk about this. Uh, I heard people on the Masters of Modern podcast, so go check them out if you're uh, interested in the modern format. But they were talking about how codes that could be... Oh, like, keywords, popular keywords that could be keyworded, actually... Are things like loot and rummage, which loot is like a card, and rummage is discard a card and then draw a card. 
But I don't, yeah, and then, then what they were saying was Rummage maybe not as much because Rummage is not like, not everyone knows Rummage and Goblin, but everyone knows mostly Ludo or something of the sort where you get to draw a card and discard a card. Like, not everyone has seen a card where you get to discard a card and then draw a card, but everyone's seen draw and then discard. And then I think even when you've been playing Magic for six months, if you've ever played. If you've played with friends who have played for longer, then you're going to know what Mild does, and you're going to know what Loot does. And I think Loot is... If they're going to do Mild, then they should do Loot. Okay, uh, so Mild still... Yeah, I, I suppose. I think I think Mild is a little bit more universal than Loot, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mild, yeah, I, Mild I, I, I don't think different. they're they're bad ideas at all. Yeah, Mild has been used so much, it's now used in other games. Like, people use Mild as their keyword. Which is like just shows how far it's gone. So Antiquities was when Millstone was released, and Antiquities rele- was released on March fourth, nineteen ninety four. So we've been calling it Mill for about twenty five years now. Longer, Whoa, longer twenty six years. Well, <laughs> so nineteen ninety three seems so recent. I don't know. Um, I, don't know. I, I think right. we weren't alive, but it's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, shall we hop back into the yep. Corsa 2021 set review? Yeah. All right, that's me then. Um, yeah. This, I'm pretty sure it's new. I don't think it's a reprint. I feel it like is. I've seen a card like it, it though. So. Yep. so, Subline Infinity. Uh, four colorless and two blue instant, which is good because what I'm about to read. Choose one or more. Counter-target spell. Counter-target activated or triggered ability. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Create a token that's a copy of target creature you control. And then target player draws a card. And you can choose all of those if you want to. Yeah, there's like 45 uh, different options. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think... No, I think it was um, 31. And this was the the spoiler card. Uh, a card plus. with 31 possible options. Uh, Five plus, I don't know, I'm done doing math. <laughs> yeah, but Sublime Epiphany, very many options. People are calling this very, very cryptic command. Yeah. <laughs> like very cryptic that command from good. Unstable, but this is like very, very cryptic command. It looks very good. It's like Casualties of War. I think it has the same number of things that you can do as Casualties yeah. of War. But, uh... Um... Yeah, it, it does everything that you want and more, so I just am excited for this because I can, again, trap people's commanders in exile with room. Yeah, it's, uh, it, has, it does a lot of things, basically. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, what baseline is, uh, let's say we're passing around the table, I play what I, or I forgot uh, my signal. Let's play the how much is this worth game in, in gameplay. So Ezra's playing Rune. He has a Sublime Epiphany in hand. Right, right. And then um, I pass to Ethan. Let's, let's yep. say I pass to Ethan. Ethan does whatever, but nothing threatening. And then Charlie oh. plays Muldrotha. I cast Muldrotha. But and you also Ezra have... Has, Ezra has you. Rune out. So now Sublime oh, Epiphany. No, no, not Rune. Not Rune. Let's, let's get do it and give an example. Um, Ezra has Kaikar out. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. Oh, no. no, 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 no. It, it can't be legendary. Uh, cloud, cloud blazer, cloud blazer. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the creature doesn't matter. So let's let's. Well, let's... no, it does because the fourth one. Well, no, just just in in pure value. I see. Okay. Okay. So you're countering a spell, so that's two blue for counter spell. Um, and then you're drawing a card, so we'll say that's well, that's one mana. You're creating okay. a token. A token that's, that's a copy of a creature angel. That's three mana. That's three. Okay. Tackling counterpart, so that's six mana already. You can return a non-land permanent to its owner's hand. That's Which one is, mana. Yeah. So you're already getting uh, more value than you bargained for for this, and that's you seven. didn't even use the last ability. Which is counter target activated or triggered ability, but I just trapped your commander in exile, so that's ten mana. <laughs> yeah, pretty, 17. pretty good. Seventeen mana for this card. <laughs> Okay, but you get it for the low, low price of Bladed Storm. Six mana. Six mana and two dollars and fifty cents. Please go lower. I want to buy you. Uh yeah, that's pretty cool. Um Ezra. Yeah, I mean worst case scenario, I just countered like Charlie plays Moldrotha, so I counter Moldrotha, and then I bounce Ethan's Yearock, and then I create a token oh. on my Cloud Blazer and I draw a card. Like that's insane value. I don't Not want Yurok to be bounced. <laughs> it's it's gonna right. be five more mana. That's a turn. Oh, oh no! Not in Sultai. It's like one quarter <laughs> of a turn. <laughs> I'll play this. I'll agent, and uh, I think I win the game now. <laughs> no, not my rune. You took my rune. My rune now. Oh, I, I remember. I remember a, a situation when I. Yeah, we've played. talked about this, but this is fun. I played, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ezra and I were playing a commander game one day. I was playing Montrose, of course. Uh, Ezra playing Rune. I cast Agent of Treachery, and I gained no, I was control. Playing that doesn't, it doesn't matter, but I was playing Taste. Right, I think yeah. it was one of our other friends' uh, hat was yeah. playing Rune at camp. No, 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 no. Our other friend was playing, um, was playing, I think it was a, uh, I think it was an Azami deck, but was playing a, uh, no, 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 we rule zero Tezzeret, uh, Master of Odifice, I think. One of the Tezzerets. Oh, I was, I was thinking of a different story, but yeah, I think... Oh, oh okay, okay. never mind, never mind, never mind. Ignore me. Okay, yeah, tell, tell your story. What I'm thinking of is, uh, I cast an Agent of Treachery, and Ezra's playing Rune. I gained control of Ezra's Rune, and now I coincidentally happen to have an Agent of Treachery and a Rune uh, <laughs> under my control on the battlefield. Um, I hate I think you all know how this story goes. I think you blinked Agent of Treachery like four times that game. <laughs> At least. That was that was not okay. This is why whenever it's Agent hits the battlefield, I'm playing Rune. Or anything that gains control is tough on it. I mean, A Agent is just the like Rune's worst enemy. Because you steal Rune going. and then you, steal the, you proceed to steal the too. Yeah, it's a frenemy. In room, very good. Best frenemy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right. Our next dude is our boy Teferi, Master of Time. Two blue blue legendary creature. Oh, no, no, no. Legendary Planeswalker Teferi. You may activate loyalty abilities of Teferi, Master of Time, on any player's turn. Anytime you could cast an instant. Plus one, draw a card, then discard a card. Minus three, target creature you control. No, you don't control. Phases out. Which we'll talk about phasing after this, but minus ten, take two extra tones after this one. Let's just pay attention to that first ability. You may activate <laughs> loyalty abilities of the very best so time on any place. Any time you can cast a dead state. 
That's you so insane. It. In Commander, that's what? Three rotate, like four times in a table rotation. Yeah. And then you that's four loots. That's four loots too. Or you can yeah. even use the other ones. This like isn't great in limited. It's not amazing in constructed, but... This well, code I mean, is they're powerful, dollars. but uh, yeah, it's, I think it's best in, best in four-player formats. Right, which is like Commander and Brawl, but no one plays Brawl. Brawl is uh, stupid. Well, this is just dumb, because it's just one and a half table rotations, and then you take two extra turns. Oh, it, it has to take up seven times. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you do it on your turn, then... And then you just go all the way around the table once, all the way around the table the second time. You plus one to eleven, and then on the next player's turn, you take two extra turns after that. And then you could just win the game. <laughs> Might as well. If you like time time stretch, which is the current rate of taking two extra turns, is ten mana. And at that rate, taking two extra turns is like you rarely ever lose once you resolve a time stretch, because two one extra turn is good. Two extra turns. Is like not okay. <laughs> Too yeah. many. Experiments. Might have to counter that or ooh, Narsa traversal. <laughs> oh, I'll take your time stretch. My now. My now. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm very very good. But yes, our next card. Yeah, uh, this is another Teferi card. Teferi's Ageless Insight. Wait, wait, hang on, I'm gonna stop you right there. We forgot to talk about phasing. Hang on, hang on, oh. I forgot to do Okay, so phasing, Teferi's minus three ability is target creature you control, you don't control phases out, and phasing is an archaic term, and I've, like, literally if Teferi's protection didn't exist, I would never have known it existed. I still don't know how phasing works. Well, I mean, the rules t- text sums it out pretty well, and even if you uh, like, want to get into the semantics about it. It's, like, it's pretty simple. It's just, treat it and anything attached to it as though they don't exist until its control is... Next turn. So just cover it up. It's not like you're exiling it and then it gets its ETB a trigger again. It just doesn't exist. It's like the blip. Yeah, there. It has no entrance. It's just like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> what yeah. happened? You know, Paul Rudd, he comes back, he's like, what am I doing here? (laughs) Okay. All right, why don't you go for our next card? Yeah, uh, Teferi's Ageless Insight is two blue-blue for a legendary enchantment. If you would draw a card, except the first one you draw in each of your draw steps, draw two cards instead. Wow. This is like... I'm so excited for this. I have a Niv-Mizzet deck. Oh, no. No. (laughs) And then I can just, like, say, uh, what is it called? Mine's... Delation? Mine's something. Mine's I? Yeah. Desire. X1. X1? Wait, what is it? Draw X, discard one, I, I think. Or no, uh, oh. I I'm checking. Oh, it's X two blue, and then um. Oh oh, uh, stroke of genius, stroke of genius. Yeah, something like that. So, so it's X two and a blue, and then you draw X. Codes. And then I have Niv on the battlefield. Also, I have the other Niv in the deck too. So <laughs> let's just say both Nivs. I do it for five. That's ten cards. 
and oh, no. and then actually two uh, one more because um Niv Trigger because instant or sorcery. So just who am I gonna oh. throw all that at? That's like 20 damage right there. I'm very excited for this. I really want to get it in a pack. Yeah, Teferi's Age of Insight. Currently, the showcase frame is cheaper on pre-order. Yeah, I think... Um, really quick, I think this card is also very good with Jory and Ruin Diver. Um, okay. Just put in that up there. Uh, yeah, that's not... Oh, 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 oh no. Why did I have to think about that now? Like, I literally just thought about how this would be good in Jorah, and then I realized that it would be really good in Jorah, and then I looked at its type line, and it said Legendary in it, and then I just like, great, I didn't want to buy this card, and now I'm gonna buy five. <laughs> <laughs> because this will trigger Jorah, which means I, uh, oh I don't gosh, know. It draws, it, it draws each, it, it's each instance. Not yeah, each instance. So, so I cast a. Oh my I cast a. Uh, let, let's just say I cast a. Uh, the spider spider silk net spider silk net or bone saw zero mana and zero mana artifact. Normally oh, with Jorah, I would draw one card, which is already dumb. And once I start getting on that chain, it's just like I win. But now that I draw two cards, like he's like excuse me. Uh, yeah, this is pretty good. It's, um, Prasim's decent deck, like, Azami, Lady of Scrolls, or even, uh, Holland, Teller of Tales, or Edric, Spy Master of Trust. Anything that says draw a card on it. Yeah, basically. Such a good card. I think this is an instant commander's table. I think this is gonna be a monoblast. It's super, super powerful. Like, Alhamrit's Archive is a stable, and that's one mana more. I guess it's colorless, but... Like, Alhamrit's Archive is also, a, like, a $50 card or something. Um, Why do you check on that, Alhamrit's Archive? Because I, I don't think we've ever been able to even be close to putting it in because it's so expensive. But Teferi's Angel's Insight at $2.12 right now. Pretty good rate, and it's only going to drop more once people start actually opening this set. Alright. Yeah, uh... 1280 and it was like 20 bucks. Oh, and mystery it's 13 <laughs> and mystery booster. Pretty good. Mystery booster is so great. I love that product. Okay, Ethan's yeah. got our next card. Okay, so Grim Tutor. I, I, I think everyone has heard about this as well. One colorless, two black, sorcery. Search your library for a card, put that card into your hand, shuffle your library, lose three life. It's just. A tutor. It's it's like yeah, pretty one good, time, but one mana more and three life two. more. I don't know about the price. I feel like it might it might fluctuate a bit, but then it also might go up and down. down. Is it strictly worse than D tutor? Uh, yes. But it's a mythic. Why do they have to print it at mythic? You just printed it uncommon and just because it was two hundred and seventeen dollars. They should have printed. Yeah, I know, but they should have printed it at uncommon and then. At like, least in arena, oh, you can get like it a lot easier because mythics. Oh, I have God, so okay. many. I don't, I, I don't have any card. rares though. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's just a tutor. Uh, it's twenty five dollars. Yeah, it was, you know, very, very, it's, you know, like, the most, it was the most expensive tutor, um, printed in 
starter decks 1999. And uh, how much was Cruel Tutor? It's finally back. I've never even heard that name. Oh, the art looks super cool. It is not for... as expensive. Nowhere Cruel near Tutor as expensive. $42. Look at the art for the. Cruel Tutor is. Oh, Cruel Tutor doesn't go in your hand. Never mind. For the art for Grim Tutor? Yeah. It looks yeah, pretty that is nice. Some great art. Uh, extended. Yeah. No, the, the the extended arts are very cool. Uh, big shout out to Igor Kiryu Look. <laughs> we can't pronounce words, but. Uh, Ooh, cool Igor. Art. Very nice art. Hmm? Yeah. Um, Igor. Woo. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, uh, our next card is Liliana Waker of the Dead. Liliana the Waker of the Dead is two black black for legendary creature planeswalker Liliana. Uh, starts with four loyalty, plus one, each player discards a card, each opponent who can't loses three life. Minus three, target creature gets minus X, int- minus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of cards in your graveyard. And minus seven, you get an emblem with at the beginning of combat on your turn. Put target creature from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. It gains haste. Woo. It's like Liliana the Veil, but one more mana and worse. <laughs> yeah, um, this is a, an interesting card. It's very, very similar to a lot of Liliana's we've seen. You know, plus one, discard, minus two, removal, ultimate, like, you know, win the game. Win. Um, yeah, so this is pretty solid. That that lose three life clause is pretty interesting and could be um, powerful, potentially. But, um, yeah, I, I think this is cool. You know, it's a Liliana. Uh, it's not super crazy as Liliana's go, but, I mean, I'm not super excited by it. But, you know, Liliana's Liliana, and, you know, they're always going to be fun and cool. Well, I mean, I good. think this is... Fine. What's what's the one that you play in your Muldrotha deck? The Necromancer one. Uh, I I think it's Untouched by Death. Oh, Untouched by Death. But that one. I, also I play very it solely similar. for self mill, and coincidentally, right. it's pretty deep. Oh, it is mill three cards. Liliana's plus three plus one is mill three cards. And I have a few zombies, coincidentally. Okay. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! Wait! They keyworded that too. Whoa, weird. Okay, so okay. I'm going to read the new... Wait, hang on, hang on. Let me read this. Uh, Liliana, a touch by death, was in M19, but her new text is plus one mill three cards. If at least one zombie card is milled this way, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. I didn't know they did mill in that way, too. Like, is milled this way? That's so much yeah, more that, sleep. Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. That yeah, that's It's a lot better. The original text was put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. If at least one of them is a zombie card, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. This is like 20, like less. It's like 15 words and that was like 25. Pretty convenient. I had to look this up. I wanted to see how many um, cards are under the keyword Liliana. Uh, 31 apparently, which is, that's a lot. Oh, named Liliana? <laughs> well, named like... Oath of Liliana, Liliana's Triumph, Liliana's right. Steward. Like, I this mean, goes on. I feel like they're planeswalkers, so. <laughs> She's uh, a famous figure, what can I say? Yeah. 
What can you do? Charlie, you've got uh the zombie yeah. knight standard bearer, dude. Uh, this is Liliana's standard bearer. Uh, it's a 3-1 creature, zombie knight, with flash for two and a black. And when Liliana's standard bearer enters the battlefield, draw X cards, where X is the number of creatures that died under your control this turn. Um, yeah. Seems... Uh, this is comparable to nothing. Wait, I was trying to think of, uh, think think of a think comparison. Of... What is, like, a code that triggers on... I mean, I guess it's kind of like uh, Harvester of Souls and the Sword. Like, whenever... And uh, uh, Grim Hero Specs and Midnight Reaper, where you draw cards for creatures dying. I, I feel like it would be good in Yeheni, right? The board yeah, I mean, it could deck. be good in Yeheni, but I think it's better... I think it's just better... Like, it's just worse than... Uh, what's its name? Grim Harrowspecs and oh yeah, uh, the Midnight Midnight Reaper. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's really interesting. It's it's very very good in a few decks, um, like Prosh maybe. Right. I mean, after you sack all your cards. I mean, yeah, you can draw like cards for free. Uh, solid. It's I think of the only card I can think of that's even relatively similar is Blood Crazed Paladin. Oh. Uh, it's one black, one in a black for flash creature vampire knight, one one. But it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it for each creature that died this turn. So significantly worse than drawing a card, but uh, just a slight, slight similarity there. Yeah, I mean, I like this card design though, where X is the number of cards that died under your control. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. It's nice. Also, there's not that many flash black. Well. I don't know why I'm saying that. <laughs> there are. <laughs> it's, a, it's a meta. In, it's somewhat meta in standard. Not really, though. Yeah, I think this is cool. It's a very, very cool card. This is the vertical cycle that they've been doing in this set, where they have all the planeswalkers in a color, and then they have each card that's like in... Like, they have a the mythic rare planeswalker, and then they have a rare card, and then they have an uncommon card, and then they have a common code, and they're all themed around the Planeswalker, which I think is very cool design, and I'd like to see them play with that more. Because I do like vertical cycles. They are just they just seem nice and flavorful. Because it's like Liliana, Liliana's Standard Bearer, Liliana's Flag Holder, Liliana's Sovint, Liliana's Zombie Friend, Liliana's Pet Dog. Just very, very cool. <laughs> Alright, uh, Ethan, you've got Okay, I know that this one one is a reprint, because I've seen it before. (laughs) Uh, Massacre Worm, three colorless, three black, creature worm. When it ETBs, creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two until end of turn. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, that player loses two life, six, five. I really... I, I kind of want to get this for my Yarok deck if I get it in oh, a no. pack. If I no. get it in a pack, I will definitely play it because it looks very funny to like play against, say, oh, um, no. tokens or something. Because then I just like, oh no, okay, no, um, just everything minus four, just, minus four to everything. I just board wipe everyone, and um, yeah. you guys all lose. Like, 
six HP or more, probably. I'm not looking forward to playing this Massacre Womb Yurok combo deck. Ooh, uh, I am. Uh, Massacre Worm at $6.38. Yeah. Massacre Worm is a really good reprint. Massacre Worm was around $9 when it released. It consistently increased until it reached a pretty considerably high price just before yeah, this part. Yeah, around 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, and, nice. you know, it's nice to see a card decreasing in price, and I'm sure it'll drop a little more once we uh, see it being played in paper. You know what they're not reprinting, though? Sorry? You know what they're not reprinting, though? What? Fetchlands. Cowards. <laughs> Cowards. Okay. Do it. Sorry, Beat that's us. ours. We need that's the ours. land. Right, go ahead, we want $15 Fetchlands. Less. We want $5 Fetchlands. Less. The Shocklands here aren't even $5. In. We want $0.50 cent Fetchlands. Yes. Do it, you cowards. They All must right. make millions. Our next card has the scariest art ever. I am so creeped out. <laughs> like, it's just the thing face nightmares. everywhere. It's gonna give me nightmares. Like, this is like, it's like ad nauseum, but like, you took the dude's stand, it's like laying on the ground, writing the same thing over and over again, and then you like, have him eat himself and be in all of his eyes. Uh, just look at the art, but then rather <laughs> look don't. at the flavor text. <laughs> oh, don't. Be <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll read. The, I'll read the flavor text after I read the card. But Fear into the Abyss is four black, black, black. So seven mana total. Sorcery. Target player who draws cards equal to half their none of their cards in the library loses half their life. Round up each time. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you could pay 7 mana and draw half of your library. You better be playing this with Reliquary Tower, otherwise you just screwed yourself over, because then you have to discard your whole hand. That's just like a really weird um, tutor, that you just now, get a ton of random cards and you're like, ooh, what one? I want to see this in like something that lets you cheat it into play. So something like an Omni Spell Adept, or a, uh, uh, like a Joda Archmajor Tonal deck. Where you can just cast this super early and consistently. The fact that it says target player, I'm just gonna make a troll deck where, um. <laughs> oh, no, no, I guess this wasn't my idea, but this is what Charlie was, we were talking about before the cast is the pure into the abyss combo with stuff like, um, Underworld um, Dreams yeah. and such, because when they lose half of their life and they draw all the cards, Underworld Dreams and the sword say whenever or like ha Fate Unraveler and stuff say and and then the uh, the list the Hate Twisted all say whenever your opponent draws a card they lose one life. Also, if you gave that flash, that could just end an entire person's game because you could cast yeah. it in response to end step and then just make them like get rid of their entire hands almost. Oh, that's true. If you can somehow flash this in, that is very good. But uh, just being able to watch. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Does this win with Necrosaur? Uh, yes. Oh no. <laughs> because the Charlie, you have a Necrosaur, right? It just like is indeed. sitting in the like the Necrosaur pile, sitting in the corner, not ready in a deck, right? Just uh, yeah, some something like that. Is this enough to push Necrothor into the territory of possibly be, get, be getting a deck? Because you could pay 7 mana, and it's basically 7 mana target player loses the game. 
Seven man destroy target player. In my experience playing Commander, I've come to learn that those cards are generally frowned upon, and I know a few of those are banned. Lose the game. I mean, I wouldn't mind if you go through all the work through playing Nekusar and then playing this here under the this. I'll be more more upset about this art. Oh, I hate the art. All right, let's let's uh, let's try and take your mind off that. Wait, Um, hang on. What are we before this? So. If you ever look in like iTunes or Spotify, I do put in uh, all thumbnails for each of the uh, for each of our episodes where it's like a card that we talked about on the episode of the commander of the deck. I should just put this as the art for the episode, and so they're like, "Huh? They're like we're a nice family friendly podcast. Let's click on this." Ah! I don't let's, want it. Let's let's let's. let's, let's... Let's listen to this is kid friendly podcast. Alright. Uh, yeah, moving is... on here. Uh, Village I mean, Rights card. Cool card. is yes. another card. It costs a black. It's an instant. As an additional cost to cast a spell, sacrifice a creature, draw two cards. So this is about as get uh, about as good as these cards can possibly get. Uh, make it zero mana. Be like once upon a time. But yeah, so this is like considerably better than the next best thing. Alter's Reap is one in a black for the same effect. So having it only cost one mana is super, super good. And I don't know if you how much you're playing this in Commander, really. But I think I play Alter's Reap in Maljrotha as it stands. So uh, mm-hmm. definitely getting an upgrade there. This is a pretty good and very efficient card that's pretty interesting for Commander. I was playing this um, on Draft and Arena. And I, like, swung in. I think I was playing draw, like, uh, Simic draw. And I swung in with, like, this 10-10. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to block and then sacrifice it and draw two cards. That's such a great synergy, though. Like, as a... I do love doing that with my uh, Reactor Sacrifice deck that I'm playing right now, where I play it with Serrated Scorpion. Which says with a die, you deal two damage to target uh, to each opponent, and then you gain two life. Oh, so you yeah. block with the scorpion, and then you sacrifice yeah. it to village rights. So you draw two cards, drain two, and you got to uh, block their attacking creature. Very very cool card. And actually, Alter's Reap had a strictly worse was strictly worse than an Ixalan, which is costly plunder. <laughs> which is literally the exact same thing, except you're allowed to sacrifice an artifact. So technically, it's strictly better, but it was basically like negligible. But this for sure, village rights, very good card, and it's at common. It's twenty cents. This is a good card, like, all around good card. This is just power minus. I, I think it's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, all right. On to our final card here, Ethan. Okay. Vito, Thorn of Duskrose. Two and a black, legendary creature, vampire cleric. Whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. Five mana, creatures you control gain life link until turn one three. I'm pretty sure there's an enchantment that does the exact same thing, and it's five mana. Sanguine Bond. Yeah, so this could either just be a strictly better one, or you can just get it killed immediately. Waking <laughs> <laughs> bolt, lava coil. Uh, yeah, that downside. We've Ezra and I have done some discussion of veto 
uh, in our previous Commander review for M21 and Jumpstart. But uh, yeah, basically, Veto is a pretty powerful card and a pretty interesting commander that is Sanguine Bond and also goes infinite uh, with another card. Exquisite blood. Yeah, got it. Um, yeah, so yeah. Vita is just a pretty cool commander. Pretty good. Solid. Guess what We've had some discussion. Just, guess what card just got a reprint? What? Exquisite blood. No it's, way. Yeah, Exquisite Blood is an enchantment for and a black enchantment. Whenever an opponent loses life, you gain that much life. And Vito says whenever when you gain that whenever you gain life, target opponent loses that much life. So you gain life and then you damage them and then you gain life and then you damage them. And is that so yeah, in, that's gonna be standard? Or is that not in standard? No, jumpstart is no. not gonna be low. Oh, okay, long. okay. Incidentally, exquisite blood is also thirty dollars, but you know. Well jumpstart once jumpstart hits the market, which is not gonna happen, jumpstart's not gonna affect prices. At all because they're not printing enough of it. Yeah. Well, you could see that by the price tag of one hundred and twenty dollar booster boxes for Jumpstart. But uh, I mean, it's it's pretty good. I just don't think this card, Exquisite Blood, is going to be very cheap. I mean, if it does, then you guys can all tell me I'm wrong. But Exquisite Blood is getting reprinted, and guess what's not getting reprinted? In Jumpstart, guess what's not getting reprinted? In um. The other white game losers. Fetchland. No, oh. I wasn't talking about Fetchland. I was talking about Colossal Dreadmaw. Wait, I might actually be wrong. If I'm wrong, that's going to be funny. <laughs> Colossal Dreadmaw is getting reprinted. And... Uh, you will check. Colossal Dreadmaw is not being reprinted in Jumpstart. That would have been shameful if I was wrong about that. <laughs> Alright. Well, yeah, that does it for our show today that was our top 20 colors from white blue and black from m21 and we will back we will blah, i can't word we will be back probably sometime later this week but uh, certainly yeah we're moving to a more regular time of life stuff is starting to go back up, like open back up maybe be, we'll be able to do some more fun things as uh, the world begins to reopen from the COVID-19 pandemic. And so hopefully we will be releasing some cool content. You can email us questions at youngpyrocast at gmail.com. You can join our Discord link in the description below. And you can also leave us a voice message if you like to. We can answer your questions on the show. Um, also, like, share, subscribe. Share with a friend if there's a friend that would enjoy listening to the podcast. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Is there anything else before we get out of here this week? Oh, oh, I wanted to say uh, that was not a, that was a sentence track when I was when I was like, okay, COVID nineteen's ending. But um, as our schedule is becoming more regular because school's over, we're probably going to be releasing episodes every Monday, or that is our goal. Is episodes Hopefully. being released each Monday, and then bonus content in between when we have more busy stuff, such as second part of M twenty one set review. But uh, is yep. there anything that uh, you, Charlie and Ethan, want to touch on before we're done? Um, I just wanted to say that if you want to get your hands on any of the new stuff, you can pre-order it from such as like TCG 
um, Card Kingdom, Amazon. You can get it at your hands on it from a lot of places. Yeah, better. yeah. Like, you, I mean, pre pre you can pre order. Yeah, I think it's coming out summer. like July. Oh, I didn't actually check what the because uh, I know it got delayed. It all I'm, seems like it'll never happen at this point. Um, it's just never gonna happen. Yeah, I think July third. Um, yeah. Okay. Thanks for. I think we can. Ooh. We should wrap it up here. Yeah, July third. Um, but also on July third, the uh, Hamilton movie's coming out, so no one's gonna be buying M twenty one. No one's gonna be buying M twenty one. No one. Up their packs. Everyone's gonna be like fiercely click- clicking reload on Disney Plus. They're like, <laughs> we want Hamilton. Yeah. Okay. All right, are we done? We're done here. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> One of our greatest outros of all time. All right, bye everybody. Thanks bye. for listening. Bye. Bye.